This is Kan Zenshu, the podcast, episode 344 for the week of September 29th, 2013. Battle of Gods! Woo! What up, hey, oh, so welcome to Akan Zen Shu, the podcast and extension of the all encompassing Dragon Ball fan site. Akan Zen Shu, that's right. We cover anything and everything Battle of Gods <laughs> and everything Dragon Ball in hopes of enlightening and a little bit of entertaining. Heath, what up, dude? I'm still here. You're still well, yeah. Podcast I mean, secrets. I'm just joining you for the first time. What's up? We got Heath over there. My name is Mike Vegito EX, and this is the episode of the podcast podcast where we do the review the home release of battle of gods if you missed it we did a full review uh right the exact day it came out in japan that was a big day on march 30th julian joined us back then having seen it in the theaters that day but now that the home release is upon us we are reviewing the content of the movie heath you were there i was there and mary will join us later even though it's already been recorded so look forward to that but uh it's been a while man how you doing i'm doing pretty good yeah it's good to actually be home uh even though you've been out and about i know the uh whole group of us Zenshu folk we've been plugging away like madmen on the website lately we have which is actually good it's it's a big distraction <laughs> but there is so much going on so much stuff oh my god we're gonna talk a little bit about it in the news uh and some of that news relates to major content on the site so uh we'll get to that shortly i do want to toss out there heath you were going to be so excited to know that i mike labrie vegito ex have finally ordered the rock the dragon set <laughs> I saw that on Twitter. And and you fought long and hard watching the price. I mean, you were a diligent consumer. It was insane. And I think, what, did you save like five bucks? <laughs> it was weird. So uh, for those of you who visit the site, and we're going to talk about this at the very end. We have a donate page. It helps. Great. Uh, we also do the Amazon Associates referrals thing. Uh, we put that toward reviewing stuff pretty much exclusively here on the site. So I here's the way I phrased it. I didn't want to waste folks' money, if you want to put it that way. Yes, Right Stuff has had the Rock the Dragon set for 60 bucks since before it came out. Amazon, I think it went up at $70 and then jumped up to almost full MSRP at like $90. And I'm thinking, well, I kind of have to order it from Amazon because of saving up this referral money for months. I don't want to just put that much toward it because there's going to be video games and I'm going to have to put it towards some of that stuff later on. So I was waiting for the price to come down, at least somewhat rival right stuff. And it would go to 70 and then we'd go back up to 90 and it would stay at 90 for a week. And then it went down to 65 60. and then it went down to and 62. And then it would jump up a quarter. Right. And then it, would, like- <laughs> it was like a 10 cents over the course of a day. And uh, a whole bunch of people linked me to the site. I was so grateful to Camel, Camel, Camel. <laughs> yeah. Where you can, they, they just charge stuff out and it's crazy looking at the chart for rock the dragon finally it went down to 62 dollars like well that's close enough and i delayed a little bit i mean i think i had some meetings that day it's like right, i'll get back to this by the time i came back it was back up to 68 dollars or something like god damn it i just missed it so i waited another day or two and it went back to 62 dollars. so that's the price i locked in at and you're welcome everyone since i purchased it it stayed at 62 dollars. so if you're looking to buy rock the dragon well there you go. It won't drop anymore. And that's now my story. they were waiting for you. They put 
movie one on there and they're like this mike labrie guy he's gotta buy it that's the thing josh our buddy kendamu pointed that out to me i i mean i knew that the three movies were on there but it did not even occur to me that i was obtaining another version of dbz movie one how do you feel feel warm inside or is it like a contentment i feel like a total slut gotta say yeah that seems pretty accurate so Anyway, that's a thing. Uh, he so we got the Battle of Gods review coming up with Mary in a little bit. We have a bunch of news to cover. Uh, the last episode of the podcast we released was our special DBZ video game music extravaganza special reminiscence number two. I enjoyed Woo-hoo! the hell out of hearing everyone's stories and mixing it together. Uh, I, I kind of do those episodes more for me than anyone else. It's really one of those projects where if anyone else likes them, great. But but because I can take advantage of people and request stories, I do it. I really hope you enjoyed the episode. I had so much fun putting it together. So check that out. But that means it's been a while since we've covered news. So uh, let's do some Dragon Ball news. Heath, Dragon Ball Online. It's closing, man. And I'm a sad panda. And so it started with the Korean version put up the official announcement. And uh, I do have to give thanks to the Devil's Corpse and his friend HG Project, who's actually doing the Korean translations on all the Dragon Ball Online stuff. Uh, basically, it's shutting down. Actually, at this point, it has shut down. It was September 26th. And that was the story for a little bit. We still need to update with this. I, we're a little bit behind on uh, some of the news here since I've been out. But uh, two other countries are shutting down. That's Taiwan and Hong Kong. Uh, Dragon Ball Online closing, was that October or something like that? Uh, 3rd, I believe. Shortly. I mean, very soon. Mm -hmm. Uh, So, Heath, Dragon Ball Online, uh, we saw our buddy Jake finally picked up, was it the Taiwanese guidebook to Dragon Ball Online? Mm -hmm. Dragon Ball Online, it's so rich and full of history. We've covered it not extensively uh, on Consensu as a whole, especially on the podcast. We've done some timeline discussion, that kind of talk, but there's so much to it. And I'm starting to feel regret about never jumping into it. I somewhat agree, but I didn't want to steal a social security number. So. No. Oh, well, there was that. I mean, that was the original version. I think some of the others you yeah. could get in without stealing Korean socials. But uh, so for those of you who don't know, my background in MMOs is non-existent until. Hey, I'm with you on that one. <laughs> until Final Fantasy 14. I don't know why I bought it, but I did. A Realm Reborn. Uh, I've been very, very on and off playing that just because my life has been insane the last few weeks and months. Uh, so that's been my first MMO ever and so things like people screaming at me this tank is slow tanks not doing his job dps steal the aggro i don't know what the fuck you people are talking about most of the time so for me to do this in an mmo that isn't even in english would have been very interesting for me to say the least (laughs) probably would have been very entertaining uh so that's my background so like i'm i have these feelings of regret but i can't entirely because i probably would not have enjoyed it but maybe i would have overcome that lack of enjoyment because it was dragon ball i don't know i will never know at this point so heath you think uh we're never gonna see an english release now right i would almost put money on it at this point which is something that we've talked about for such a long time do you think it could have succeeded in english that is um 
I think if they tied everything together, made, you know, one large global network, I don't know if it actually would have exceeded to what their expectations would have been for it in, say, North America yeah. or with just an English version in general. I'm kind of with them. I don't know that an English version. I mean, they had to have run the numbers and yeah. the way the MMO world is. All right, so that's Dragon Ball Online. Uh, we will continue to dive more and more back into that world through guidebooks and additional translations. So thanks to mostly HG Project there for doing the Korean translation work. And as uh, Jake travels the galaxy and picks up more and more things, hopefully. And I, I got to ask, I, I don't really remember, but did we determine that some of the stuff in the Taiwanese guidebook is actually different backstory history than the Korean version? Like, were there some minor differences there? That I couldn't tell you. I'm not sure. <sighs> Maybe I'm speaking out of my ass there, but it's kind of like, well, this is what this version says, but the Korean version is the original. So that's what you have to go back to. But if we don't have access to that, do we use this in its place? Maybe that's just more consensual inside baseball. So uh, Battle of Gods is what we're all about here. Heath, Battle of Gods. Yeah. Australia and New Zealand. Theaters. Yeah, that's a big middle finger. Jeez. <laughs> good on them. Good on good, them, man. Good to you, Aussies. You get all the cool stuff. You get all the Madman sets. You got <laughs> the Son Goku training arc well before we did. Thank <laughs> you, right. copyright. God, kid mark. It's pretty cool. Uh, the Japanese yeah. Film Festival, 17th one, uh, bringing it to uh, a bunch of places and then tied in with that. It's also going down to New Zealand. Uh, and then this ties into it a little bit later on. And we don't have full information here. Madman announced they have the license to Battle of Gods in Australia. And that's Correct. weird because it didn't even say home release, but Madman is a home release distributor. So of course it means home release. So what does that really mean probably that they own the license so that whenever it does come out their name will be on it okay by stealing probably some north american company's dub using it which as of yet as far as we know does not exist exactly um has not even been determined as far as we know right do you see any possibility of a sub only release in australia i could cross my fingers just to get it at all would be amazing oh it would be i would be all for it and it would be subtitled people would import it yeah i mean if that was the first subtitled release to come out I would buy it. Mm -hmm. So, um, I just don't know that they really do that because a lot of the anime industry, even globally, I feel has trended away from doing that. Yeah. Now it's not unheard of. It has happened, but but Dragon Ball is different than anything. Yeah. Else. I just I think they would want to do it dubbed. I really do. And they would rely on Funimation. I mean, who else is going to mm -hmm. dub this? There's not going to be some other company that's... But Madman got the license, so doesn't that mean they could... But Madman doesn't really produce things, so... No, they only do home video releases. It's... What a weird situation. And can you interpret that to mean there is an English dub, an official English subtitle translation on the way? Can we just assume it at this point? One... One could infer. And yeah, I would almost take it at face value of... That is what it means. This is coming. There's no confirmation, but, All right. you know, a, a lot of these companies, you have backdoor discussions, you know, behind the scenes. So, Heath, why are they even announcing it if there's no English dub to be announced yet? What's the point of them announcing? Just to say they have it? I, I don't get it. Just to say they have it. I don't get it. I, I think it's just to say they have it. Get out in front of Funimation. Even though they're just going to take it. Well, but. Heath, we need to talk about Funimation. This is a two-part story. All right. And my joke, 
And I say it as don't a joke. I say it as a joke, but I kind of don't mean it as a joke. Podcast. I'm convinced and this is putting so much self-importance that I don't really mean don't legitimately think I mean this when I say this. But of course, Funimation waits until I'm in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean to come out and say, yep, DBZ is going to be widescreen again. Because Mike can't do anything about it for a week. Oh, yeah. It's a giant conspiracy. So this started mid-month with uh, a a previews listing noting a Dragon Ball Z Season 1 coming on Blu-ray. And that was, of course, followed up with additional listings confirming it coming out January 2014 at this point. Uh, And the listings do say this will be a cropped widescreen product. Heath... 2007 welcome to it it's good to be back i mean i got married in 2007 i graduated from college well the first time and i enjoyed 2007 for the most part i did not 2007 sucked <laughs> for dragon ball it was good for me i, oh, I got engaged oh, for dragon ball. Yeah, it was good yeah <laughs> we're just we're, we're trying to talk and we just our, our sentences are interrupted by brief bits of laughter and sighs and just maniacal laughing speechless i know our buddy mark recently summed it up on the forum in response to someone where funimation obviously ran the numbers they know whatever feedback they're gonna get negative toward this widescreen announcement it's gonna sell it's gonna make no difference to the numbers that this does in the long run and it is clearly much cheaper for them to produce we know a little bit about what this is but i I still feel like I want to hold off until real trailers and more than just product listings come out. I'm getting the impression that it's not just going to be the 1080p masters they made in 2007 for the orange bricks. We know the orange bricks as is exist at 1080p and were downscaled for the DVD release. I'm pretty convinced i'm like 75 percent there that it's not just going to be those there is a new let's call it remaster on the way that is separate from the 1080p orange brick master and separate from the level set master that came out this last year so it's another new hd remaster you don't think that they would use the level sets master that's i mean that's so tough because the work is already done so could they just crop the levels they did what was it one through 34 for one one and you one have two to think, you know they they telescanned everything that they had yeah from their tapes so theoretically they whatever raw file they got off of that to create a new master they could reuse it and just ditch all of the actual remastering that they did to it well that's what they did with the level sets or i and guess restoration not really a remastering the level sets are the same raw film that they used for the orange bricks it's all in the post-processing afterwards so yeah of course mm-hmm. they're going to go back to that same thing but it's at what point going backward do they start from for this true i guess i'm in agreement with your statement that this will not just be the orange bricks exactly as they were thrown onto Blu-rays. Which is, in 2007, I remember having this conversation with Mark where it was like, this sucks, but yeah, of course that makes total business sense. That's what they'll do a couple years down the road when we make the transition Mm -hmm. to Blu-ray. And I think at the time, I stand by what we all said. That probably made the most sense. The fact that we got Dragon Boxes was amazing and the fact that they did what they did for the level sets was amazing and it really sucks that it didn't work out for them it sucks that it shows that that's what they're capable of yeah if they put the money into it Mm -hmm. and we can't have
have that. Like that's the worst yeah. part is we were shown what we could have gotten. Exactly. And it's like, uh, 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 you didn't buy it. I mean, I did. <laughs> I bought it. I want it. I hate, Come on. I hate when I buy things like that and then they discontinue it because I'm such a completist. Yeah. And I feel like I almost don't want to have them because I can't have all of them. <laughs> I know. It's like, I don't even want this one, one, and one, two, but I need to keep it. It's like, never forget the Alamo. Never forget level one, one, and one, two. We could have had it. There's so much more to talk about, but it's just going to be the same conversation we had in 2007. And I just don't have it in me, Heath. I just don't. I don't either. I mean, it is what it is at this point. I just don't know what else to do with it. Because you get to the point where you're just rehashing everything you've said before. Our feelings haven't changed on it. I don't have anything else to add to it. I know you probably don't. I don't, and I don't want to. Exactly. (laughs) So I guess we'll review it when it comes out, I suppose. But you're probably already going to know what we're going to say. I know, but I didn't have a formal reviews section on Daisenshu EX at the time to review the Orange Bricks. We just did the podcast version. Mm -hmm. And by the time I was ready to publish, as I was really late working on my level reviews, by the time I was getting ready to publish that, they already canceled it. So I just gave up. Like, why should I bother reviewing this, posting the review? It doesn't matter. So maybe I'll try to be more timely with this one. Dedicate some winter break time to reviewing this next thing. Now, that was my other question. Yeah. Originally, when this was posted, everything said January 2014. Now, every place pretty much has a date of December 31st. Which is always just a placeholder date when there's nothing to announce. So, it's probably still January. And even more probably on top of that will be delayed to some other time when they're actually ready for it so there's that but apparently it's gonna get new cover art try to trick us no it's not the orange bricks we promise all right wonder if these ones will be blue let's just ignore this for now (laughs) maybe if we ignore it it'll go away let's talk about some uh battle of z stuff we first got word of uh extras coming to the game from jump in japan the naruto costume coming for goku we have that information uh that is definitely coming to north america and europe that's great it's the day one edition bonus that's if you buy the first printing there will be a download code included where you can get this sage mode uh i haven't followed naruto i think the last time i mentioned this recently was i I call it the Majin Sasuke arc. I didn't get to that. So yeah. I'm I'm pre-Shippuden. I'm pre... I'm far back. So ignore wow. me. I don't even know what this is. So you're not all up on the current battle? And I have no idea. I have no clue. make something up and that's probably what's Probably happening. what happened? Okay. So I don't know what stage mode is. Forgive me. But then there was stuff in addition to that. And that's apparently Super Vegito and Super Saiyan Bardock are coming as extra DLC for the game. Now, the first confirmation we got was from Europe. And that's if you pre-order them, you will get it. It's a little vague, but it sounds like if you pre-order the game in Europe at all, you get both. But then I was able to get the press release from Namka Bandai and the Ast- sets and all that stuff uh it sounds like super vegeto and super saiyan bardock will be separated from each other for retailer specific 
DLC. To me, that means one of them will be Amazon and the other will be like Best Buy kind of thing. Heath, Super Saiyan Bard, I I know a lot of people have said this, Super Saiyan Bardock, I guess that makes sense. That's kind of a special thing. That's a recent addition. That's a bonus thing. Super Vegito, though, stripping him out as DLC, kind of like question mark i feel like he should just be a standard character in the game anyway yeah so does this mean yeah. do you get vegito when you don't get super vegito that's weird well he's so strong you don't even need him as super vegito just doesn't strike me as extra dlc character i know i, I feel like it's something nobody would be like oh my god i, I got a pre-order for game, that so i have super right vegito. right Bardock, I kind of get. Again, he, he's so recent of an addition that. So okay. basically, whoever gets Super Saiyan Bardock as their DLC, they will have more sales than whoever gets Super Vegito. <laughs> and again, it's that's I what don't... the press release seems to say right now, and we'll see as we get closer to a release, which as of now is still early 2014 we don't have even a month at this point kind of weird kind of weird but heath we also had the first full-length english language trailer for battle of z you posted this up while i was gone uh, i know this is... and everyone was so excited because it was like 2007 all over again uh, sorry <laughs> video game trailer yay i mean this one is narrated in english chris Savitt, some english voices thrown into the mix here uh first glimpse at english voices for beerus and weiss as well though uh they straight up mentioned battle of gods like they can't not mm-hmm. acknowledge it at this point that doesn't mean anything other than it's in the game. Um, Correct. A lot of people were guessing at the voice actors. Right. I don't know the names. I am not super familiar with dub actors, so I really have no idea. It's a couple lines like, yeah, I guess that sounds mm-hmm. like it could be the characters. Sure. I, I'd want to hear more before I make any kind of judgment call. Um, yep. That's the GGS trailer for Battle Z. It sure is a video game. Cha-ching. Uh, I, I'll be honest, though. Uh, I showed this trailer to Mary and she showed a little bit more interest than she has in recent years. I think it was the, oh shit, hey, people are playing online. That's kind of cool. I was going to say, is it because she can team up with multiple people? Yeah, yeah. I think it was the fact that it was so much a multiplayer that was all right that's mm-hmm. slightly different it's not like she's gonna play the game <laughs> well she would for a little bit no she won't <laughs> let's be honest no she won't okay she'll watch me play it she'll hear me cursing she'll be like i'm out never mind so maybe it's not the game that deters her from <laughs> no, it's just me let's be honest it's just me it's just me being a loud foul-mouthed asshole as i play dragon ball video games that turns my wife off mike from 1998 it is he likes to revert vegeto ex as a 16 year old does still exist it's when i play dragon ball video games that's when he comes out it all makes sense now yep uh let's move on uh some other stuff here again just catching up on things this was out last month but uh jake picked up on it and someone was asking him about it and it's like oh this is kind of news heath when dragon ball heroes victory mission first appeared in v jump i believe that was the november issue of yeah, 2012, 2012 something like that toyotaro hmm seems a lot like toyable and we never went on record as confirming it because we could not confirm it. And we have still ended this news article title with a question mark because we have <laughs> we to. really don't know. But uh, a lot of it comes from drawing style comparisons. Right, right. But Heath, <laughs> Toyotato is probably Toyball, right? I think we can pretty much say that. Why 
they can't just come out and say it. I mean, they so strongly hint at it, yeah. but will not actually say. So, but, for back history, yeah. there is a fan manga called Dragon Ball AF by a Japanese fan that goes by the name of Toyable. The point of Toyable's AF, at least initially, I haven't caught up with it in years, was kind of just, just make this amalgamation of all the English language rumors of what AF was. That was things like the title, the character of Zykor, and maybe some other stuff that I don't even remember at this point. Uh, and it's been ongoing and kind of slowed down for a while, coincidentally around the time that Victory Mission was getting going. So in one of the latest releases from Toible, I will read for you the English language translation of Toible's message here. So due to a variety of circumstances, I have been unable to continue drawing Dragon Ball AF, but it's a work I feel an attachment to since I did get my start writing with it and all. No matter how many years it takes, I intend to keep writing. I hope you'll find it in your hearts to look on it fondly. Toyable, August 10th, 2013. And we have to note, this is alongside a completely black silhouette of a character that is clearly beat from Dragon Ball Heroes yep. Victory Mission. Uh, and I believe in the manga itself, Ishinron mentions something about Toyable, the ruler of the world, cannot continue the story because he's been working on something else and there's a mention of a card battle. It's like, how much more do we need at this point? Not a whole lot. I'm just, I'm curious if V-Jump or Shueisha has pretty much told him, you can't blame Don't mention this, yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I kind of understand because they don't want to go out there and say, if you create infringing works, we'll think about hiring you because they don't yeah. want to encourage that. So I get where they're coming from. So this is probably the closest that Toybo can get. And I understand that. And I'm fine with it. It's great to see him get picked up. And while Victory Mission is just kind of a, well, that's a dumb card story. It's something to talk about every month, I suppose. Yeah. And for the most part, he does a really good job with it. And, I mean, you know, he tosses in Easter eggs here and there. Like there was yes. a, a Kajika cameo and I think some Nikomajin stuff at some point. Like Toybel knows his freaking Toriyama and does whatever he can to show that he knows his Toriyama and Dragon Ball. So I appreciate that. And that's which is why I'm happy. Right. So good on him. There's a lot of other video game relates. Let's do video game stuff before we move on to kind of the, the big final the news. Big one. Yeah. Uh, Heath, J Legend Retsuden is that new compilation coming out mm -hmm. in Japan. Uh, yeah, it's going to have the first Yu Yu Hakusho Super Famicom game. That's great. Uh, I know Julie and I were working on updates for this in the past, but there's going to be a bonus downloadable game if you buy it during its first run. And that game has been revealed to be the Ragamoru Zitto Gikshin Frieza. This is the Fierce God Frieza. This is the fifth game for the franchise on the Nintendo Famicom. It's actually the direct sequel to Assault the Science. Heath, what do you think? This is really weird to me. Why include a bonus downloadable game rather than just toss it on the game itself? Alright, so the, the 3DS does have a virtual console, which does include mm -hmm. NES Famicom games, so it's not like this is unheard of, a, a Famicom game on the 3DS, but why make it downloadable instead of just on the game. Honestly, I have no idea. I don't get it. I, I really I mean, don't. I, it really didn't make any sense to me when I first read it, but I guess if that's 
what they want to do. I mean, it seems like they're doing so good with it. Why would you do it this way? Do they just not want to overload it with the Dragon Ball material? Because it's kind of half Dragon Ball at this point. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, sure, it's great to have a bonus downloadable game, but it's separate off the rest of the cart. I don't know. It's just Japan's weird sometimes. Uh, so along with this, we also have the TGS trailer. It shows things like uh, you can save and it's got border options. And Wait, I can save? Yes. Sweet. I hate playing those games where I can't save and then I lose everything when I've only gotten through one of the eight levels. So Heath, we've covered a lot of stuff. But really, the big story this last month, especially this last week, we've been waiting for this. As this episode comes out, the final chapter, the plus one chapter of Jocko the Galactic Patrolman is hitting Japanese store shelves. Heath, right now it is 5 p.m. for me in uh, New Jersey. So that means Mm -hmm. it's 4 p.m. for you. That means it is 6 a.m. in Japan. I know that Julian is awake. He's going to be heading off to work. He will be picking up his issue. And that means um, later on that day, the English version from Viz will be available and spoilers then fun times will be had by all yep there's a Dragon Ball tie-in I mean it's is it really spoilers when Shueisha told us I am totally spoiled because I didn't believe them (laughs) no I no I totally bought it from the beginning and I think a lot of people bought into it because uh, why would you even mention Dragon Ball if it's not going to be in there in some capacity right so we're not going to spoil it for you right now I will say that next week we will do the full on Jocko review that is the plan as of right now we'll see uh which of I'd love to have both you and Julian on the show. Um, and I actually love yeah. for Mary to read it. Mary wanted to wait until the whole thing was out before she read it. Actually, that's a really good idea. Sit down and read everything back all to in back. one go. Yeah, uh, I actually just read the whole thing again front to back the other day, and it was great doing it that way too. I've enjoyed it week to week, mm-hmm. but altogether. Uh, so the news right now that we will leave you with, and if you want some additional spoilers, you can read it on the site. Yes, as Shueisha told us, as the first chapter <laughs> came out, the shocking revival of Dragon Ball. Yes, it does relate to Dragon Ball. Um, I don't want to say too much more about it because, again, as this episode comes out... Well, new Dragon Ball characters! We will talk about that next week so everyone can have a week to read it. All that stuff. So I don't know if I want to say much more other than, Heath, we at least got confirmation that Jocko will get a Tonkobone release in Japan in January. I'm glad it's coming, I guess I'll say, so soon. You know, I thought it was soon. I want to pick it up. I was like, wait, it's October. But wait, October is kind of near the end of the year. So Mm -hmm. I guess that's soon. It just usually when a lot of series like this run, it usually takes a while for something to come out. But I guess if you consider it's been weekly, Toriyama had a lot of it done ahead of time we know that yeah they knew how many pages it was going to be yeah we had a page count as it was starting which is Mm -hmm. strange i mean jocko was planned it's not inconceivable that they could plan this all ahead of time right and again we don't know they they say tonkobon uh well they say jump comics um will it be tonkobon size like dragon ball sd will we get the very little color that there was which is like a title i would imagine so uh or is it going to be konzenban size do we don't know that would be awesome that would be super cool i'd love to have a premium release of this uh and of course no word on a print english release viz has been doing digitally uh once this comes out in japan in print i can see viz doing a digital compilation of it 
Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm I'm sure that will come. Well, especially when they already have all the pages. It's already done. Will be translated. Yeah. All they have to do is throw on like table contents, front back cover, and then right. whatever Toriyama says. And I'll buy it because that'll be easier <laughs> to flip through than going back yeah. to my manga, wait for it to load, click the cover. Uh, I don't know about anyone else, but I take screenshots of it and save it to my hard drive so I can just flip through it at my own convenience. It's so much easier. <laughs> so much easier. I'm not sending it to anyone. I'm not committing piracy. It's for myself. It's also easier to cover that way. You are not the only one. All right. And Heath, I actually started my written review of Jocko. That will be coming as well. So uh, alongside the podcast, hopefully I can get my ass in gear and do some more writing as well. I'd say that's about half written. So that's more website content. And Heath, that ties into before we hit our big Battle of Gods review, because this relates to Jocko. We have gigantic website content coming. I've been working on this, and finally, at the end, I've pulled you and Julian in to kind of do some cleanup work for me. Mm -hmm. It's probably not up as you're hearing this, but it's coming very, very soon. The spin-off manga section completely overhauled. We got your crossovers. We got your original animated not animated, original illustrated stories. We got your Nekomajin. We got your Dragon Ball Heroes. We got your Dragon Ball as documentation of everything, titles of everything, uh, episode of Bardox in there. I'd say about half of it has individual chapter pages detailing everything. That includes Jocko, the Galactic Patrolman. We will have individual pages that are already done for every single chapter. We get chapter notes. We have Japanese language exclusives like the Tights poster. We have translations of the two behind-the-scenes Toriyama interview things. Uh, we're blowing out the spinoff manga, so look forward to it's that. It's no longer just one really, really long page. Right. <laughs> Which I kind of stopped working on because I was working on mm-hmm. this. So if you're like, why didn't you ever detail Dragon Ball S? Well, I have been, young reader. Just I have been. in a different place that you couldn't see. Right. And Yay. Victory Mission. And I got to tell you, mm-hmm. Julian's been doing the heavy lifting on the SD and the Victory Mission. And oh my God, I am so glad that Julian's doing it. And I've heard all about it. <laughs> I think literally every time I talk to him, why do I have to write these synopsis? It's like, well, I this didn't ask terrible. you to. You just started doing it and I didn't argue with you. So, And why would you? That's why you're doing it. And also because you're the one buying V-Jump every month. I only buy the key issues. But uh, we've also done a lot of stuff like, and this ties into the regular manga guide, but effective publication dates versus listed and realistic publication dates and that kind of stuff. And something that I've struggled with for like a decade. Oh, it's awful. And but now Julian's Julian got the resources. Uh, and because between Julian and I, we actually own old weekly jump issues to go back and get. Mm-hmm. We've got uh, Toriyama and Oda's comments from stuff. And it's just incredible so by all means please enjoy that coming to you heath uh you and i have been doing the news and stuff for over half an hour at this point people came for battle of gods let's give them battle of gods i say we do it let's jump right in mary where are you Here we are, a little over two weeks out since Battle of Gods hit home video in Japan. Now, when the movie originally hit Japanese theaters back on March 30th, it was Julian who saw it that day, giving us a mostly spoiler-free review of the movie. But now that it's hit home video, we're attacking it. And at this point, we are assuming you bought it, you watched it, you want to hear everything there is to know about it and what we think about it. So we're going to dive in full-on spoilers. If you don't want them, press stop now. Now, gotta just 
You're out. See ya. Peace out. Skip ahead to the last five minutes. For the rest of you talking about it, joining me, I'm still here. My name is Mike. Uh, Also still here, Heath Hujio. Hello. It's good to be here. And joining us for the review segment, we have not heard from you in a while. Mary. Hi. Hi. Oh my gosh. Very, very happy to be talking about the movie. I'm glad to have you. It's good to be here. Great. Let's just get right into it. Battle of Gods. We've talked so much about it. First theatrical film, 17, yeah, blah, 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 blah. I have to ask, Heath, you and I, we pretty much knew the movie (laughs) going into the movie. I mean, every bit of behind the scenes info, every little plot point in the movie. So maybe we'll talk about that in just a second. But Mary, I have to ask you, you knew maybe a little bit, like you knew the concept of Super Saiyan God and you knew there was this Beerus character. Yeah, I knew the villains, saw the the trailers. I got the general breakdown of what the flow of the movie was like. Right. My question is, what were your expectations coming into Battle of Gods. Oh, wow. I'm not sure that I had expectations per se, because I still had such a hard time wrapping my brain around it while I was watching it. I, I was watching a new Dragon Ball movie. Right. And, like, but we, we've It had... was disrupting like my ability to actually really watch the movie because I'm like, I'm watching new Dragon Ball. I'm watching new Dragon Ball. Oh, I my totally God. I totally get that. Well, well, let me ask you, what was different about watching this from... And maybe it was similar to when we saw the Jump Super anime special. I would special. say it was very similar and that then, I'm watching something new. I'm watching something new. Holy crap. I okay. can't believe it. Then how was that different from Plan to Eradicate the Super Science, Episode of Bardock? What made it different? Um, Well, in terms of Plan to Eradicate the Super Science, I mean, that, you know, I knew for PlayDS, so sure. I almost feel like that doesn't count. I would almost place that in the same category as the regular series of movies in that they were older they have long since been out. So even though it was this new pretty looking version, uh-huh. it kind of didn't count in your head. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and then with episode of Bardock, I mean, I didn't care for the story too much, to be honest. Uh-huh. So I, I didn't really have much in the way of attachment or thoughts about that one way or the other. All right, sure. Does it have anything to do with Toriyama's involvement? Yeah, what maybe, do you think about that? Maybe a little bit, yeah. to be honest. Uh, as far as expectations go... I think, and I I know this sounds really shallow, my expectations were mostly on the visuals, to be honest. Yeah. Because when I think of Dragon Ball, I just think of old show from the early 90s with, I don't want to say limited budget, because the movies were, were pretty well animated, but just... Seeing one of my favorite franchises brought up to the 21st century with a budget and with high expectations for Toei themselves on how it's going to gross worldwide. Mm -hmm. So presumably they put a lot of money into the animation. Presumably. And how is it going to look? You know, I had full faith in the voice actors to, you know, slip into the roles just like they always have. And with the story, I mean, I wanted personally that that beautiful Dragon Ball mix of silly mixed with action mixed with character goodness. All right, well, let me interject there because this was a very different type of Dragon Ball movie. This was not the summer, fall, winter, jump festival movie, triple feature kind of thing where it's, oh, here's a villain, Goku struggles, then Goku overcomes in the end. This was kind of a complete story. So were your expectations different knowing... Well, just just time length in general. Right, and 90 minutes movie knowing it was going to be a full-length movie mm-hmm. did that affect your expectations for it not necessarily no um but now that you say that in hindsight i realize oh yeah so the original 13 movies were you know 45 50 minutes or so and this right. had more room to breathe would they be able to step out of that comfort zone of doing a relatively short Could feature it, yeah. into can you sustain this for a full hour and a half and i All think right. it did we'll get to more answers on that but i think that colors where you're coming from on that mm-hmm. so i 
I basically, long story short, came into this with a very open mind. Okay. With not much knowledge, enough knowledge about mm-hmm. it, but not so much as you guys. Okay. Well, then let me turn it to you, Heath, and whatever your answer is probably going to explain my perspective, too. Knowing literally everything except having actually seen the movie how did that affect your expectations going into watching it my expectations were kind of middle ground because i already knew what the story was Mm -hmm. now i wanted to see what it looked like Um, right it wasn't a matter of what happens at the end you know what happens at the end you know every single plot point along the way a lot of it for me was how are the music cues going to work how is the voice Mm. acting going to come through what's everything going to mesh coherently and i think that's probably where you came from a lot too definitely just from knowing the story and i found myself part of the time sitting there thinking okay what was the backstory behind this you know all Mm -hmm. those little tidbits we had of oh i can see where they cut this segment out or i can see where they move this and that was kind of neat but at the same time it was a little distracting took my mind away from just sitting and enjoying the movie, which is probably why I've watched it like 10 times. <laughs> Have you? Oh, well, that's different because I've still only watched it the one time. And raw. And raw. I well, got to say that kind of. That's my next question. So answer. This is probably what you're going to answer, Mary. How was it watching a raw Dragon Ball product for the first time in probably like 15 years? Well, I felt a level of hardcoreness that I have not felt in a really, really long time. Yeah. I used to, and this was while I was watching the show dubbed and buying fan subs, but simultaneously, I would also watch Dragon Ball Z Raw as it aired on the international, international channel, channel yeah. in repeats Yeah, um, back in the late 90s. It was a little bit difficult in a that little, yeah. I can kind of you know pick out words here and there, but not being able to get the nuances of the actual dialogue being spoken. I mean, right, there I were can a couple times the performances and I can, you know, certainly look at the animation. But overall, if I were to rewatch it, it would have to be with subtitles. Yeah, I was going to say there were a couple times that we did pause and you were like, I think I got this. Can you tell me just in general what just happened? Okay, all right, I got it. Let's go. Heath, you were talking about uh, being distracted a little bit, thinking of, you're probably talking about thinking of the original Lizard Beerus and knowing the infecting, all that stuff. I had only a little bit of that, but I think I was different from you. I ended up just being completely lost in the movie, and I really wasn't taken out of anything. And uh, I I think that's really interesting that the two of us had a different uh, viewing experience that way. For me, that was just the first time. The second time I watched it, I just said, you know, brain off watch brain off i'm done i'm just gonna enjoy it and i did yeah i mean i i sat in my hotel room i popped it up on my tv and i just laid in bed and watched that's nice it was amazing cool all right well let me take it over to some of the new stuff and really that's the new characters mary what were your thoughts having finally seen them in action beerus and weiss i thought they were a lot of fun and you know what We've been around the block for a long time now. Yeah, yeah. It's very easy to be jaded and think that, okay, Toriyama, he's been at this for a while. He's, I've seen everything he, he's I've got. I've seen everything. Yeah. He, he's made such a huge variety of characters over the years. What could he possibly pull out at this point so late in the game, in the year 2013? Right. I was pleasantly surprised by both of the new characters. They were just a lot of fun, very different from one another. Mm-hmm. Uh, they had similarities to past characters that we've seen, of but course. I think they definitely hold their own. I actually think Elise was a little more original in some ways. And, and Toriyama said that too. He was like, well, I've never really done a pretty boy kind of character. So. That's a lie, though. He's it is plenty. a lie, but maybe not as a, a main focus 
kind of handsome man character. Uh, I wouldn't say he was a main focus. Well, especially not in a movie. Um, but I definitely enjoyed their antics. Heath, how about you? Finally seeing them in action. Were Beerus and Weiss uh, good at new additions to the Dragon World for you? Yes. They were a breath of fresh air, especially when it comes to movie villains and characters. Yeah. I, I really thought they brought a lot to the film itself and they played off of each other so well not only each other but they played off the, the rest of the cast, cast yeah. especially yeah. kayo and vegeta yeah, yeah so much that it's like well if these two guys are in this much awe well i guess i have to respect these guys because look at how they're reacting Heath, I got to ask you, you mentioned, well, in terms of movie characters, they had mm-hmm. maybe depth and characterization. Do you think it was enough to kind of hold their own against every other character that we've ever seen, say, in the manga? I would think so. I mean, I don't see why not at this point. You think they have enough character to them? I think so. I think they were built up enough within the film. Yeah. I think there's still more backstory, obviously, that we don't know about yet. But, uh, <laughs> and Mary, I know you don't remember all the little super exciting right. guide tidbits, all that stuff. But Heath, I, I got to ask you, I've seen a few people say this. We still holding out hope, you and I, Weiss is some type of Shinjin character, Makai Oshin. Are we like, next movie? Come on, is that finally got to come out? I'm crossing my fingers. <laughs> I'm very hopeful. Yeah. Um, I don't know if it'll happen. Toriyama probably forgot about it already. I do but. feel, and this is going back to what you were saying earlier about overthinking, knowing too much. Mm-hmm. I feel a little bit let down there because it just seems so weird where some of that we stuff. We were so sold on that, though. We, we were. I mean, we harped on it for months. Because uh, they were revisiting some of that information so recently before promoting the movie. It's like, why are you guys talking about this again? There's well, maybe it be a is reason. just a setup then. Maybe it is just a setup. I mean, Toei's obviously hoping this. We've talked about this the three uh billion yen gold they pretty much hit it is that enough to give them ideas for and that's doing without, another movie you know money coming from overseas with a home release right that was still just the japanese uh, box office totals i can't imagine how much more they're going to make off of licensing just globally right i mean we still got to get north america in the mix <laughs> everyone's got it but us we're screwed so, funny. so i think we're all in agreement here that Beerus and Weiss, great additions to the world. I have one gripe, though, and it's only one of two gripes I have with the entire movie. Really? Okay. And one of it is, what bugs me about these two characters is that it's further escalating the god hierarchy of, Uh oh, well, this guy is is above this guy. Oh, and you thought this guy was the top. Like, I'm just thinking back to the original Dragon Balls. You were like, you thought Kaio was end-all, be-all, but then there's like Kaioshin and and then, oh, wait, no, it's even beyond that. There's the Dai Kaioshin above Dai Kaioshin. And it's like, okay, 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 where's the ceiling? I need a ceiling. Because if you don't, cap it like they're just going to keep coming up with these excuses and i guess part of it also kind of ties into super saiyan god too yeah but that actually didn't irk me as much as like the god hierarchy stuff okay but i i I get the need to have to continuously power up but it just seems like such a cheap plot device okay heath it sounded like you agreed on that the uh unfortunate maybe expansion of the god hierarchy i don't know yeah it's when you really sit down and think about it it really makes the original manga series at least probably two-thirds of it, seems so minuscule in the grand scheme of things. I know, but isn't that just how it goes? And I think it was Julian that was pointing this out recently, but even when Kaio was first introduced, as far as we knew, there was just 
the one Kayo. Oh, that's what I mean. And yeah. then it turned out, oh, actually, there's four Kayo. Right, right, and right. then the Dai Kayo. And then the Kayo. Because it, it's harder and harder to take, you know, those other gods seriously. But isn't it the same way with. It's the same way with regular I don't want to say Pilaf, too. but I want to say Red Ribbon Army and then Tenshin Han and Tao Pai Pai. is like long gone at that point. Pilodaimo and then Vegeta it's and then a, Frieza. It's just a global inherent Dragon Ball issue of the need to have to get stronger and bigger and better uh-huh. okay but i think the rest of the movie being so strong it, it, it's okay to just accept that for what it is all right I mean, well mary before we move on to some of the other stuff what were some of the traits of beerus and weiss that you liked the most what really sold them i, I love that weiss was obsessed with earth food yeah i thought that was adorable it was <laughs> it's like oh this is great and it's then he was just, like the the entire end goal of the film is really well we got to eat more food mm-hmm <laughs> and it's different from Majin Buu just eating everything in sight. It was that Whis really relishes the taste of food. Yeah, yeah. Whereas Boo is just like, I'm eating everything. And uh-huh. it's just Boo versus Beerus in that capacity, just the enjoyment of food and how that came to a head. That makes sense to you? Was that oh, fun? Yeah. yeah, yeah, totally. All right. Um, as far as character traits go, because we watched it raw, it's hard for me to really understand Beerus's character mm-hmm. other than he... He seems pretty chill and laid back. He's pretty lazy. But beyond that, I don't really get what else there was to his character because I didn't get the nuances of mm. his dialogue. All right. And like, is he a kind of sarcastic character? Is he, does he, like, I don't know what, I, I'm kind of relying on you guys to tell me All right. more about his character. Well, Heath, let's go over to you. What were some of those traits? And maybe can you expand upon what Mary's talking about and asking there? Um, well, kind of like jumping back to how I said they played off of each other. Okay. It's, you, you get a lot of interlude between the two of Beerus is like, hey, Luis, you need to get over here now. And he's just going, oh, yeah, I'll get there. And, you know, they kind of don't take each other seriously. Right. And they do mm-hmm. at some points. And Beerus will talk down to Weiss, and Weiss will talk down to Beerus. Yeah, it's just yeah. Kinda, it's like they're equals, but they're not. But and especially as we learn at the very end, like, well, there's someone stronger than me, and that's my right. martial arts master. And it's like, wow, that's kind of interesting. So uh, I don't know. His character really is lazy, like a cat. I mean, I love one of my favorite things in the entire movie is when he wakes up. He just falls. Just, <laughs> The whole scene of him yeah. crawling down and falling and then licking and grooming himself. Yeah, it was I mean, great. If you've ever been around a cat, they nailed that. Yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. The, so, I don't care what is going on around me. I'm not really awake. Exactly. Besides lazy, he basically just destroys things. He's irritable like a cat. He has a lot of cat traits. Yeah. I guess this is a good way to put it. Yeah, where it's kind of very simple minded, but because he's a, I don't I say Erratic. real. I don't mean like he's a real person, but he's a real character. So there's a little bit more to it in that simple single mindedness. But yeah, well, sure. he's very moody like a cat. He'll be in a good mood at the party. Yeah. And then all of a sudden someone takes his food and he's going to blow up the planet. Yeah. You know, during the whole party stuff, I didn't really get that it was a let's see how long they can entertain me before I destroy things. I really got the he's just there and he's just like, OK, I'm, I'm having a good time Wh- yeah, where, wherever this takes me. Down, yeah. And they're just like, yeah, sure. We'll join. This sounds fun. Right. And that's it. There's nothing really to it. They're just there to have fun because. Well, he just woke up after sleeping for 15 years. Yeah, I feel like like a cat, he kind of got distracted from his original mission, which was learn about Super Saiyan God, the fact that there was food. That's another thing you talk about being distracted. Every time they go somewhere, just from the beginning, he can't remember his dream. Mm-hmm. Super Saiyan something, but he can't remember. Yeah. 
And then every time they go somewhere, Whis has to remind him yep. what they're actually there for. And he goes, right. oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. Super Saiyan God. Uh-huh. We, we got these characters. We're really building the world here. But in terms of a movie, it all comes back to, was it a good story? Because we can have great characters. We've had great characters in movies before, but maybe the story isn't the greatest. Mary, did you feel the story of Battle of Gods was what you were looking for, what you wanted? It kind of remind me of past movies to be honest of like we're trying to seek out the ultimate fighter yeah like dr willow who's the strongest in the world right that's exactly what i was thinking of okay but i think the rest of it is so slapsticky that the story almost takes a second what's what i'm trying to say it takes a back seat okay to the main plot point to the point that in the middle of the movie i kind of forgot what the main point of the movie was so you were like you didn't see goku that much like in the middle of the movie right we wasn't even on my radar to be honest you forget about goku while you're watching all the other stuff yeah okay uh heath how about you was it it was the story of super saiyan god all just all this little it's weird like the story of the movie wasn't necessarily the story of the movie does that make sense yes it's it's kind of hard to pinpoint because it's such a a mashup of all sorts of different things Mm -hmm. and it kind of like mary said it's really odd because i even found myself thinking this all of a sudden you're just hit with like you know goku's not here because he gets defeated and uh-huh. almost for the whole middle half of the movie, he's not even around. Right. At all. Well, apparently he was the whole time. We'll get back to well, that shortly. Yeah. But it's just, it was really nice. A lot of people said, oh, I wish we could see more of the minor cast members. Mm-hmm. And you kind of do. Not super up close where everyone has dialogue and they interact. But you see him around. They're there doing things, talking. We we heard all the stories of Toriyama originally planned for a little bit more side character stuff, but it was getting too mm-hmm. long. Did you feel like maybe we did need some of that stuff or was it enough? I'm kind of half and half on it. I mean, the movie length as it was, I thought they pretty much got that where they needed it. it I don't know length. if they yeah. could have gone too much longer. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, one of the weirdest scenes, and I think more for me, it's musically, when they do show up and they're just showing the random shots of them at the party. Mm-hmm. And that music that plays is just like, is this a party or a what? what's going on? And then all of a sudden it just skips ahead to peel off. Yeah. That that whole sequence is just, it was really odd. And I'm, I can't be the only one that thought that. Personally, I would have liked to have seen less peel off and more time spent on those side characters. All right. Well, let's get into that because that's kind of the, the question again of a 90 minute movie. We've never had pacing in a movie necessary like this. Mary, you were saying after we watched the movie that the peel off stuff in particular, you just said it, maybe we could have done without it or some no, of it. No, not without it because I think it led to some great jokes um, and I loved the stuff with Chibi Trunks and Mai, but I think it maybe went on maybe five minutes too much. Okay. I think if they shaved five minutes off of that, um, it would have had more impact. But if they took anything off of that, would there have been anything there? I mean, it wasn't that much. It just seemed long to me. Yeah? Yeah. What do you think, Heath? I don't think it really seemed too long, but I mean, that's kind of me because uh-huh. once you cut any little thing out of it, there's not a whole lot left really yeah they could have had a little bit less involvement later on like at the party in particular Uh but as far as spray painting planes and finding the bingo room and seeing goten and freaking out thinking balma might recognize them a lot of that i think is a nice throwback yeah for older fans but at the same time i don't necessarily think it was entirely needed but if you go back and think oh was it uh yusuke watanabe Uh was going to add in some sort of criminals and Toriyama said, well, if you're going to add in these random characters, 
we might as well make them mm-hmm. somebody people know. And that's where Pilaf and the gang actually Which I think come is from. brilliant. Yeah, yeah. So at the same time, when you know that, it makes sense. What it could have been. But, I, I, yeah. I think I disagree with both of you. I, I loved every minute of it. I think it really helped give the movie a sense of kind of real time pacing as opposed to Dragon Ball Z movie time pacing that's where everything super condensed. It did feel and, very real timey, yeah. which I liked. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So that's where I'm coming from. I would agree with that. Uh, Heath, you're talking about musical cues. I do want to touch upon probably very briefly the score to this movie by newcomer for the franchise, Norihito Sumitomo. Uh, before I answer anything, um, maybe Keith, I'll start with you. What did you think about the overall score to the movie now seeing while well, hearing it within the movie, its own context? Overall, I thought it was fairly decent. It's a little bit of a stray from what we're used to. But, I mean, I can live with it. There are only two or three points where I was really just like, oh, man, I don't think they quite got this music right. Yeah. But then there are other points where you're like, wow, that was really good. But you can also tell that he does not come from much of a theatrical film background. Mm-hmm. It, it did kind of give that feel for me, at least. Mary, how about you? Did it have any relevance to you? I can't say I took note of the music mm-hmm. or really thought one way or the other about it. I like the insert song. Okay, well, hold on to that. We'll get back to that. Uh, In terms of the score itself, so I was familiar with it from the soundtrack release, which I've had since the soundtrack's release. I mean, that was whenever that was. I've had not been listening to it. Um, And I liked it enough listening to it as its own entity. I got to be honest, within the context of the movie itself, I'm bordering on disliking it. I really felt like it just didn't match the Dragon Ball tone. And uh, I mean, this is kind of a an expected Mike answer. But if you go back to the Jump Super Anime Tour special, the fact that it was Kikuchi music that we knew and loved it made it feel like the Dragon World to me. It really sold it there. And uh, I think it would be really interesting hearing a rescored version of Battle of Gods with Kikuchi music. In my ideal world, it would have been Kikuchi doing the music. An entirely new score, but mm. a new Shinsuke Kikuchi score? Oh, that would have done it. I think everybody would have been on board with that. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, how could you not? Mary, I do want to touch upon the insert song. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're talking a uh, new song by Flo. And maybe I'll set the stage here. I got to be honest. As soon as this song came on, and I've heard the song before. I'm familiar with the song. When it came on and I saw it in context here, I had a feeling that I have not felt in probably 15 years. Like the first time I saw Unme no He and Mind Power. Like mm-hmm. I haven't felt that way until this song in this movie i got goosebumps i I, blew me away i was pumped like as soon as it started i was like whoa this dragon ball is awesome again (laughs) i mean not to the level that you're describing of like 15 years i have not felt this way i I mean i was totally losing it in my mind i was trying not to destroy (laughs) the movie for you mary but i was just like oh so cool just like (laughs) (laughs) oh my god i could not contain i somehow contained myself but i could not contain myself it was everything that a young japanese boy should probably be feeling at that moment so now that i've kind of put my 150 percent enthusiasm into it mary i'll go back Um, to you oh god how do i follow that i mean i was definitely fangirling over it yeah because i I don't know. It just just the right tone, yeah, the right animation, the right moment, and it was just so cool. Oh, here's the budget for the movie. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I was like, this is 
this is incredible. Like, yeah. if I were to see this in Japan in the movies when it first came out, I would have been like, this is what I paid my money for. Like, <laughs> right. this is it right here. This in is IMAX. worth the price of admission. Yeah, yeah. All right. And I can certainly say, because I, I can't say with accuracy that I have not felt this way in 15 years, but uh-huh. I can say I haven't felt that way watching a DBZ movie okay. in quite a long time. Yeah. Right. Also, at the same time, it's not like it's been recently since I last saw the a Dragon Ball movie, so maybe it has been 15 years. I don't know. It hasn't been 15 years since we watched the movie. All right. Did you guys, like, you? split yourselves up, go into separate rooms, and just scream <laughs> and <laughs> no. come back? No, no. Okay. Heath, how about you? Insert song. Oh, my God. It was amazing. It almost, at that point, you're so lost in it that you forget anything else that's happened in the whole beginning of the movie. And then once it dies down again, you're like, oh, yeah, okay, I'm watching this. I mean, it was just, it blows your pants off. It does. does. Our ex- I'm still looking for my pants. <laughs> does our experience with this song, here, I'm getting real deep, mirror Goku losing the Super Saiyan God power, but still fighting as if he still had it? That's a little deep. <laughs> I can't <laughs> too deep for this. Way too deep. <laughs> nice try, though. All right. I think it was just, you know, the director said, this needs to be the kick-ass moment of the movie. Yeah, yeah. That's what they did. Pull out all the stops there. All right, well, let's talk about the animation overall then uh we had some occasional cg the whole flying through the city oh kind of stuff uh you're saying oh my god so what do you got that's one of my qualms i'm not a huge cg person to begin with uh-huh. and some of it worked well and when they started to do the fly through the city or come down to capsule corp oh my god i wanted to close my eyes and hopefully open them and the CG would be gone. Yeah, there there are a I couple mean, instances. That through the city, it was like, eh, I don't know, guys. Yeah. I mean, some of it worked. And then the other one that really stood out to me is uh, Kaio driving Goku around his planet in his car. And the car is clearly CG, but the planet is not. It was. I mean, we lost it just because the idea that they're just going to sit and drive around in circles was hysterical. But the visual of it, I agree, it was maybe a little bit off. But I will say the backgrounds Uh in almost the entire movie are just absolutely gorgeous. Oh, I'm going to need to rewatch it just to look at those finer details. All right. What were you just going to say? The CG was awkward, but I was expecting worse. Were you? Yeah, because that is true. A lot of anime movies, and I'm thinking more about the early and mid '90s when they try and do CG, were just so god awful that it really. Well, makes we're you 20 shake your years head. removed from that. Oh, I know. But I still, know. you don't have faith. It's still in not it. perfect though yeah. at all. I mean, it still sticks out like a I mean, sword it club. clearly is not a seamless blend. No. No, none at all. No. But in some instances, I get why CG is easier than hand drawn animation. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it car. is a lot easier to do a lot of those camera swoops and pan, you sure, know, all that. Sure. Is, yeah, that's fabulous. It's really easy to do it on a computer and CG, but good God, can you tell? Mm-hmm. And that's all I'll really say. I want to pull things back to the main character of Dragon Ball. That's Goku. Something that our buddy K has really been championing is that the Goku we see in Battle of Gods is Toriyama's manga Goku and not Takao Koyama's movie Dragon Ball Z Goku. Explain. A lot of that is Goku isn't, I must protect the earth. Goku in this movie is hiding out on the sidelines, watching what's going on, being thoughtful about how he's going to fight. And it's, I'm in it for the fight. And I guess if I save everyone in the process, that's great. But he was very Toriyama Goku. He, th- how do you want to expand on that? Is there much to expand on? I thought you got that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I can see where you're coming from, though. It is, like we said at the beginning, it strays very far from all of the previous Dragon Ball Z movies that we've seen. 
as far as characters, reasons, motivations, things like that. And from that respect, I would tend to agree that Goku, I don't know if I'd say significantly different, but he is just different in this movie. Yeah, I think so. So, Mary, hearing this, does that color what you think? Did that ever occur to you? No, it definitely occurred to me that, well, for one thing, just his screen time isn't as much as I was expecting. And in some ways, I was really okay with that. Yeah. In terms of whether or not this was like a, a manga interpretation, I don't know. I mean, when has Goku really ever cared about saving the world? In just every DBZ movie. Okay, so the movie, they treat him differently. But in, in the actual TV anime, I'd say this was pretty close to how he's always been. Okay. Not overthinking things, just kind of going with the flow. I think the anime adds a little to it and the movies really distort it and i think battle of god i'm in complete agreement with k that this is the goku we know from the manga and i think the the question that it comes back to here is for the people that didn't like the movie i'll ask you heath do you think this was part of the reason is this the goku that i'll just come out and say it is this not the goku they know from funimation's english dub oh most definitely it's not the same goku as well i should say compared to funimation's english dub is not the same Goku. And, and I have to put asterisk there. I mean, not Dragon Ball Kai Funimation Goku, which obviously was going to be closer and then closer back. But mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Okay. No, I, I would agree with that. I don't think it's any stretch of the imagination, to put it that way. That being said, do you think they're going to struggle when dubbing this? How so? Um, In terms of accurately portraying the Goku that is in this movie. I th- No, if you... I always that is such a loaded question. It is, and I'm always hesitant to even get into it because it's not like we watch the dub, and it's hard to you know. You know, I understand I, that. I don't want to put words into people's mouths, and I don't want to pretend that I know what everyone thinks. But you're I'm drinking this anyway. pumpkin ale, and you're asking me a question. I'm gonna be honest with you. I think they're going to do it accurately if and when they do do it, and I think it's going to. I think Shemmel's Goku in Battle of Gods, if and when they dub it, is going to feel pretty accurate to the original. I I think so too to be honest and i think people won't have a problem with it and they won't even realize that it is that way i think they only have a problem with it because wah 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 nozawa girl blah blah shut up what does nozawa have to do with the dub because they hate nozawa but that nozawa is not in the I, dub I, I, I know but i'm saying that anything it could be any interpretation that's what they're gonna forget it. i don't want to get into it I, I don't even get your point <laughs> never mind <laughs> i get your point <laughs> do you can you can you say I, it better I do. Than, can you can say you it better the than sober i can version of what mike's trying to say yes uh basically what mike's trying to say is there are some people out there that no matter how good nozawa is they will never really respect her version of the character in comparison and then even if shemel does it exactly the same his will always be better thank you Okay. I'm saying if they're watching the English dub, Nozawa doesn't even come into the equation. And, and I think it shouldn't. Right. But if you go on a forum, it's very, very, I, I don't even know how to end that. But yes. Very loaded question. I guess Thank I'm you, glad Mary. I'm not on the internet. <laughs> yeah. It's a good thing you're not. Um, there's so much more we can get into here. We have some questions from folks on Twitter that I think will help us expand upon um, maybe more of what we want to talk about. So, Mary and Heath, do you have anything else that you very specifically want to toss out there before we answer some of these? Just um, my final thought about Goku in this movie says we're talking talking about him uh-huh. and then kind of keeping in mind super saiyan god is a new form we haven't even really talked about super saiyan god I guess what yeah. i'm getting at is that i didn't care for goku in this movie 
even really? though I know we're talking about it being closer to the manga, uh-huh. I was just so enthralled with the side characters and the side stories going on that when Goku was a part of the action, I really could take it or leave it because hmm. I was so happy with everything else going on. It's like, oh yeah, and then there's Goku. Okay. Beerus is so great that... Whatever, no, I wouldn't go, go that far. I think everything just collectively everything summed up together made it a worthwhile experience that it's like, I don't care if Goku's here, <laughs> to okay. be honest. I mean, I'm, I'm not into Dragon Ball for the fighting anyway. It's All right. about the characters for me I have and the, a and question. the humor. Yeah. I have a question that's going to address that, but before we get to it, Heath, do you have anything very specifically you want to toss in? I guess I have one thing. Okay. And that is the credits. <gasps> and I know yeah. And I know everybody knows I love credits. I love me some credits. And didn't you them up. lose an entire night's work or something translating the credits? Uh, yeah, don't get me started on that. All right. I hate you, Windows. Anyway, the inclusion of the manga and the yes. Yeah. was brilliant. Oh, I know. I got so I sentimental. Mean, we just get screenshots from the movie or they're opaque or they do something but not much. All right. Well, he, this before, was brilliant. It was before, a love letter to the entire franchise. It totally was. And two points before we continue there. One, manga Goku, because they're talking about the manga. And the second is, I thought it was really interesting that they used the Kanzenban, because I feel like the Kanzenban has almost been shoved to the side lately, mm-hmm. going back to everything is sourcing the Tonkobone again. But anyway, Heath, continue. Or is it just no, I mean, at this point? Yeah, that's really what did for me. And then, also, the ending, just the Kamehameha with the different age Goku shots, mm. different panels from the manga, that was really oh, well Oh, I know. And then with the final ha is with Goku and Gohan. Right. Oh, they got me. That was the time where I felt like I haven't felt this way in 15 was years. It? Yeah. yeah, it was the credits. I got to say, there were a couple instances in the credits that reminded me of the GT montage where they started going out of order and then went back again and then continued. Like, what are you guys doing? But they started showing some really random stuff. They skipped they over some stuff that I would have liked to have seen and then just showed like Baba random things. And then they went back what? and it was weird. It's like the GT montage that completely skips the Cyan arc. It's weird. Anyway. All right. So uh, let's answer a few of these questions from Twitter right now that I think will give us uh, a bit more of an opportunity to hit uh, more stuff here and stuff that you, you might think. Stuff here and stuff? Yeah. Stuff, stuff. Stuff, junk, stuff. Question from Joe and a few other people here. How do you feel? And again, we're spoiling the movie here. How do you feel about Goku actually losing in the movie? Mary? Oh, I'm so happy. Yeah. I could not be happier <laughs> because it's different. Yeah. I, I so appreciate being it taking a chance and being different i i don't think that'll go over well here in the states because they're so used to goku winning again there you go but i i just love the fact that okay here's a villain and it's hard to even call him a villain yeah he's just doing his job right um well, we had that conversation in the past is he truly evil or is he just doing i don't job? think he's evil he's just he just has to do the hard job he was intended to be evil right toriyama like... made him likable <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. but overall i mean you're faced with something that's finally maybe on par with Goku and it keeps you on your toes a little bit Mm. because it gets boring after a while knowing you're going to go into every Dragon Ball Z movie and it's going to end the same way. Goku wins and yay, happy day. I mean, we've had Goku lose in the series before, like, Piccolo beat Goku, but then around he comes and wins in the end. And I think we're never going to have a full-on Goku-Beerus rematch for Goku to be the victor. I think this is kind of it. Heath, what do you think? Goku losing good? See, I kind of have a different perspective on this. Okay. I don't even really consider it losing in a way. Just yeah? because they seem so even at the end. He's like, all right, well, I'm going to destroy the planet now. And just shoots a rock. Yeah. More of like, you know what? We're friends. I'm not going to do this. Mm. You know 
it just, yeah, he loses, but does he really lose? That's a good point. I don't think, now that you mention it, I don't think he really does lose. Unless, you know, what people consider winning is that he completely obliterates the enemy. <laughs> With a Genki Dama. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. All right. So it's kind of a, to me, it's a half and half because neither side really it's wins, a draw. but neither side really loses. Okay. Fair point. And that being said, is the whole movie then completely worthless? <laughs> no, because it's about the journey, not the destination. Oh, I understand. Three billion yen says otherwise. <laughs> right. um, so we really didn't talk a whole lot about Super Saiyan God. Frankie wants to know, do you guys feel like Super Saiyan God was just a gimmicky transformation to justify the Battle of God slash Kamitokami title? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah? Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. I mean, I don't know that you could really deny that. Even... That's- thinking or right gimmicky tie-in did you still like it i didn't really get it like what benefit was there to it versus other forms maybe that's because i watched it raw because it was stronger than super saiyan 3 and i think i i I know you explained the backstory of the history and evolution of the design of it but i wish they had gone at least with a different hair color or different glow because we had the reddish thing with Kaioken. You say that, but Although this is more magenta. But I guess. seeing it in motion, as Julian described back on the theatrical review, I think it really did separate itself from Kaioken. It did not feel like Kaioken. With all me. the colors in the universe, they had to go with red again. Mm. All right. Well, like you said, it was more of a magenta, and yeah. the aura is completely different. Mm-hmm. And Goku's thinner. I I liked it. All right, we'll move on. Uh, Randy wants to know: Do you think Bulma's pudding will be tasty enough to satisfy Beerus and avoid total destruction next time? Her pudding is always good. That sounds so wrong. All right. We're going to move on. Uh, let's see. Lancer here. Videl's redesign. Bra. Would you like to see Goku and company? What would you like to see Goku and company do next? A few different things here. Uh, Mary, I guess I'll start with you. Videl's redesign. Love it. Yeah. Love the haircut. Love her little outfit. And I'm so glad she actually got to contribute something to the movie. That that was my other moment in the movie where I'm like, oh, oh I'm totally fangirling. This is <laughs> this is awesome. This is okay. great. Um, and I guess this is for all of us. Uh, bra not being there. Do we care? Would we have liked to have oh, been a little later? She was not there. Yeah. And that gets into the whole question of what Toriyama age probably is this? forgot her. And Toriyama probably did. But um, the, the age that we seem to be going with, that they place it in, that we can mathematically go with, ignoring possible typos in Daisenshu 7, seems to be that Pawn is older than Bra. So we'll go with it that way. Well, according to the booklet, we, we already looked at that we did a whole podcast about it before i think we need to do another one that kind yeah. of recaps everything um so just the last part of the question there what would you like to see goku and company do next mary uh, that's kind of a broad question uh, do next in light of this movie or just completely separately either or i'd love to see goku I assume they stick mean around like a sequel yeah probably a sequel i can't even begin to speculate on that to be honest. all right well let me change the question then let's assume for the sake of argument, that there will be another movie. Will it be a direct continuation? Uh, Heath, I'll kick it to you first. Is the next movie going to be Whis is a Shinjin, Makayoshin? That's where the next movie is going. It better be. <laughs> okay. But I really have no idea. So, Mary, would you like to see a direct continuation at least where Beerus and Whis are involved? Or could it be a completely different story? What would you like to see I would see like next? to see them involved. I mean, they've set it up this far and this that much. That they're ingrained in the group now. Sure. Uh, not ingrained in the group enough but why like go through the effort of doing something completely different where you should just work with what you have yeah so this one we had bulma's party and the next one will be um trunks and mai's wedding (laughs) (laughs) or maybe pawn getting born you could do something that would be like nine months later and you could do something or maybe not nine months but you know 
It's a few months later and Pond's born and they could do something there. Okay. Uh, this kind of relates to stuff we were talking about earlier. AJ wants to know, how do you feel uh, the traditional movie structure of Battle of Gods compares to the, quote, bad guy out of nowhere, quote, trope from the previous films? I was very happy to see something different. Yeah. And that but, we got but to wasn't see- it similar? Wasn't it just new bad guy shows up out of nowhere? I mean, he came out of a structure that kind of quasi already exists with the God hierarchy, I suppose. Okay. But I really like that. We saw the villain very soon into the movie. I thought that was kind of nice. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess we have. Well, been. he's being talked about from the onset, from the very beginning. Mm-hmm. Sure, sure. Heath, what, what do you think? Was it different enough? I think it was different enough. But you also fall back into the discussion of uh, where do where do we cap off? Like Mary was saying, this sort of hierarchy, yeah, of gods, things like that. But having another god, I think it's quite different than a random bad guy just showing up. Mm. Beerus had enough back history because you him. could assume that he's been around forever and you know doing random things that we just haven't seen because it doesn't fall within the storyline well but- Heath come on that gets into the story of when people ask is this canon I theorize oh that what they're actually asking is are we supposed to accept this as if it has always been this way even though it's only being written about now this way mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's a larger question. All right, we'll move on. Um, Sarah, I don't like those questions. <laughs> okay, we won't answer them. Sarah has a bunch of questions uh, about CG. I think we talked enough about that earlier. But Sarah also asks uh, thoughts on Trunks and his cougar girlfriend. <laughs> I, <laughs> that was awesome. I was going to jump in on the CG. I know we ragged on it a little bit okay. earlier. All right, address that all, first. All the space CG at the beginning is that was really well done. Yeah, I did enjoy that. Well, they got to kick it off pretty well, mm-hmm. right? Pull you in, not like, hey, here's our sucky CG. Yeah. Agreed. Okay. Anyway. All right. Trunks and the Cougar Girlfriend. That's hilarious. It was pretty hysterical. And I wish- I love with her up in the tree. <laughs> yeah. I would have loved subtitles, to be honest. Yeah. You felt well, they're in Japanese. <laughs> yeah. All right. <laughs> Am I the only one that has watched the movie with the Japanese subtitles on? No, we no. just watched it raw. We just- Mary, you felt like you-, you- Really wanted that extra context there. Uh, because, you know, I'm a Trunks fan anyway, and yeah. admittedly, I like future Trunks more than Chibi Trunks, but seeing Chibi Trunks be like such a pimp. Yeah. It's yeah. like, yeah, this is the brat I'm used to uh-huh. from like the All series. All just so he can brag to Goten. Yeah. yeah. He, re- more, I think more than any other character in the movie, Trunks felt like his character. I felt like he felt a little off to me why because he's never shown an interest in girls well, he's in, a little older quote unquote, even though he doesn't canon. look it i know i would have liked their character designs to reflect their age just look a little slightly bit. like just I like agree. 10 you know i agree even i agree make it look like 10 instead of eight or however many years it's supposed to be right later right. um now do you feel that with trunks having all of this we barely get anything from goten yeah, he was just kind of the, oh, you look like Goku, and yeah. act dumb occasionally. Because there's not much to Goten other no, than that. Isn't. And I know Lemmy's going to have a huge problem with that. He wants to really talk about Goten. but He's almost worthless in this movie. There's nothing to Goten. There's just not. It was worth it for that one gag with Pilaf and his group, though. And they gave us Gotenks, and Gotenks getting spank was pretty amazing. <laughs> yeah, it was a little awkward, but... It was. A little bit of I need an adult moment there. <laughs> Oh, cougar moment, though. So uh, my, she was just playing along for the sake of the mission, I guess, right? Yeah, yeah. Mary, I know you got to run soon. You've got some stuff to do. Uh, Heath and I are going to continue. We're actually you know, breaking the uh, 
mystery here. We're going to record the rest of the episode after this. Uh, I think that wraps up most of the questions we have from people on Twitter right now. Uh, So, Mary, I do want to get your final thoughts on Battle of Gods. I was very happy to watch it. I think it was worthwhile that this movie was created while the main cast, I hate to say it, is still alive. Uh I think it brought a lot of laughs and a lot of good feelings of nostalgia. What I call it my favorite Dragon Ball Z movie ever. Probably not. But it's definitely up there, I think, in the in the top 25%. And it's really tough to tell. I mean, it just came out. We still need to watch it subtitled. Mm-hmm. We need to let it fester. I think that's true. While. I think yeah. we do need to let it fester. But I was very happy to see it. And I think I liked it more than I was expecting to. Okay. Heath, uh, maybe your final thoughts here then. Oh, now you want mine? Yeah, sure. Fine. I mean, I don't. I don't care. But maybe the listeners do. I don't care what you have to say. Uh, For what it was, I really enjoyed it. I tend to agree with Mary that I don't know that I could classify it as my all-time favorite movie ever. But it's also one of those things that I find hard to classify because you fall into this nostalgia sort of thing. But at the same time, it's new and shiny. Yeah. But it's also completely different from the other movies, almost to the point in certain aspects that it's hard to really compare. Yeah. Yeah, I enjoyed it. I liked it for what it was, but I don't know that I could really even rank it. No, it's almost off in its own world in terms of rankings. Like It's living with things like the Jumpsuper Animator Special and Episode <laughs> of Bardock. And like, but, it really, well, number really. one for me is... Well, I don't know. I got to revisit the Jumpsuit Randy Tour special, but it's kind of like Battle of Gods at JSAT and then the other well, stuff. Well, you can because it's included on the bonus disc. Well, mm-hmm. I suppose. <laughs> so. And if it isn't clear, what we're reviewing now is the content of Battle of Gods. There's the entire home release, especially the special edition. I'm going to work on a review. Heath, I know you've been working on the documentation side of that. So there's a lot to talk yeah, about those there. Yeah, are almost done. And then there's the... JSAT is approaching its five-year anniversary, oh believe it or not. So we'll uh, hit that up in the near future. I can't wait to rewatch Me that. Me too. So um, Maybe it'll be dubbed by then. <laughs> <laughs> no, it won't. I guess uh, for me, shortly after finishing the movie, I tweeted out it was everything I wanted. And I stand by that. It really was everything I wanted. It was a great revisit of the characters. I think it was less a revisiting celebration than the Jump Super Animator special was, where that really felt mm-hmm. like a celebration of everyone together and a villain that really was inconsequential. And that wasn't the point of that story. The point of that story was everyone together. But the characters were all together in this too. They so were. I don't see how you can make but that lunch distinction. Was there. <laughs> but this movie had the mix that I wanted of the fighting, the comedy, the character interactions. It really felt like uh, a new Dragon Ball Z movie were it to be made in 2013. I think it satisfied all the requirements going down the checklist there yep. of what I wanted. It's It's really a new movie with a lot of throwback. Yeah. And it has some issues. I mean, I will be honest there. I do not love the music in the context of the movie itself. I love the Chala jingles. I think those work well because it feels like Dragon Ball. Uh, the bingo song was great. I mean, mm-hmm. I haven't even talked about Vegeta was pretty phenomenal in this right. movie. That's true. Uh, so well, Horikawa is just amazing. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Uh, so yes. the music was uh, a downvote to me and um, some of the animation stuff uh, I wasn't in love with. And I think the overall animation of the movie for the first new thing in so many years I was expecting more of Toei here, but 
I think they played it safe and maybe that was worth doing because of what it made only hitting their expectations not exceeding it. So maybe they were completely accurate in everything they set out to do. Have you seen how many key animators worked on this thing? Yeah. I'm just saying it's like ridiculous. I I don't, I don't see it. I I just, I don't either. I just don't see it. I don't either. So I just, that's why I thought it was really odd when you see there's like 80 some key And what animators. the hell are they doing? I don't see it. And I want to know what they were doing. They, were Maybe doing they the, all did the fight the one scene fight at the scene. end. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's it. That's what they all did. So uh, I think that sums up. We're going to have so many more Battle of Gods reflections as we... <laughs> I use the word fester. That almost has a negative connotation to it. So maybe that's not... Maybe we'll digest it mm-hmm. uh, yeah, there you go. as the months go on. So, uh, Mary, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks. It was a pleasure review. reflecting on it. And yes. I want to watch it again. We need to watch it again. Thank you. Peace out. Bye, Bye Mary. It was good to talk to you. So we gave you news. We gave you website content coming soon. We gave you the Battle of Gods home release. So much stuff. Heath, we need to bring this show to a close. I don't know when I'm going to have time to edit the show this week, but I will find time. In your sleep. And I will do that. And it will be amazing. I could probably edit my sleep at this point. This episode might be a day or so late coming out just because of all the stuff going on and the length of it, all that. Uh, Heath, you know, as well as anyone else, I do not like asking. I do not like bringing it up. But uh, Mm -hmm. Konzenshu has some major bills to pay every month. That's just to keep the lights on. We're not talking about review stuff. I do what I can through Amazon Associates referrals, that kind of stuff. We're talking about just the website being up. We appreciate any help you can give. I have updated the donate page with every single last donation that has come in so far. But even with that, we are a couple months behind. I mean, I pay the bills, but uh, in terms of what you folks can do to help us out, we are a couple months behind on the bills. Anything you can do is so incredibly appreciated. Check out that donate page. We list names. We we give months in your name. Whatever you can do. Amazing. That's all I'm going to say about it. So Heath, next week on the show would you like to join us for the jocko the galactic patrolman review i'd like to will you be around i don't know that i will okay be able to. that's tough we'll work I will on that try okay but we will be in discussion all right so maybe you won't be there i know julian would kill me if he did not do it <laughs> so <laughs> you'd be all by yourself here's mike reviewing something that would Yay. not be interesting uh, so someone will be reviewing Jocko next week. We'll do what we can. Maybe we can do a thing where it's like a night for us and Julian's at school in the morning. <laughs> I don't know. He's done it before. That would be fantastic. Done it before. We'll do it again. Uh, so we got that. I would love for Mary to join us again as well uh, for Jocko because, again, she hasn't read it. She wants to read it all in one go. I'm very interested to see what her take is. Me too. Me too. Because I've only told her basic details about it. Just the fact that mm-hmm. it was going to tying him with Dragon Ball, but it's kind of its own story. Uh, so yeah, yeah, Jocko is coming. Konzenshu is nuts lately. We've had so much stuff going on. I'm so glad to finally debut some of it. People are like, oh, what are you working on? Why is there slow on the news? Like, shut up. Check out we this manga section. S- leave me alone. Just leave me alone. so caught up <laughs> with so many things. It's like we start one thing, we're, we're going good, and then something else starts, and then one of us needs help on something else, so... We have to stop what we're doing and jump over. And it's been a lot of that for a long time. And the more of this we can get out, 
the more we can go back to what we were doing. Remember that guide that I was going to have ready to go March 30th? Yeah, that didn't happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And maybe that's Remember for the that best. guide I worked on a long time ago, for like a month straight. Yep. It's like pretty much done. Just Jake needs to review it. Yep. Yeah. Yep. That's not up. Remember that other guide that I actually have done and it's actually on the site? And if you have the link to it, you can get to it, but... It's not linked to, and it's actually live. Oh, that one's almost... actually live? Okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so for those of you... Yeah, we never put that up. URL guessers, and I know there's plenty of you. <laughs> See if you can figure it out. Uh, Heath, let's wrap this up. Thank you so much. I know you've had some crazy times with work. Yeah, let's. The fact that you can carve out. It's been two hours right now that we've spent, so... Thank you, sir. Well, thank you for having me. I'm I'm really glad to get back on to somewhat of a regular podcast schedule. I know, I know. I'm very much looking forward to it. Uh, so we got Jocko next week. Uh, I've been promising a Broly review. Not review, but I don't even know what to call it at this point. Extravaganzas. Character analysis? Sure, but it's more than a character analysis because it's more out of universe than it is in it's universe. It's a love analysis. <laughs> Broly love analysis. That'll be coming at you soon. Uh, I had dinner with Jeff last night. <laughs> Well, that's good. The subject of GT never came up. I'm not surprised at all. <laughs> so, I mean, I'm surprised that Jeff has not come crawling back. And Mike, I am missing my GT. I, you know, I'm tapping the vein here. Really? And you're not helping. Really? You're surprised by that? No, not at all. That was complete sarcasm. It's honestly, guys, it's another one of those things where it's we're all just living our lives and oh shit, it's been almost a year. <laughs> What just happened? I don't even know how to describe it to some of the younger yeah. folks that are like, why can't you just do it? It's, we don't live around the corner from each other anymore. It's not the same. I'm sorry. It's not 2007. Uh, oh, is it? I think is it, it is, Heath. I, I think don't know. It is. Let's wrap it up. Uh, Heath, thank you, sir, again. Thanks for having me. It's been a pleasure. Can you tell all the fine folks where this website is? Well, this website that we run and that you love because you love us, and we love you, is at K-A-N-Z-E-N-S-H-U-U dot com. You can also find our forums, our Facebook page, our Twitter. You can donate. You can enjoy our content. You can read up on awesome news and other fun stuff. You can talk to people. You can hang out. You can enjoy the series that you love, that we love. And we all love it together. And now we have Battle of Gods to share, to share, except in North America. We don't get that. (laughs) Unless you import it. But judging from the discussions, a lot of you did. <laughs> That's awesome. All right. Um, I got nothing more to add to that. Consenshu.com. That's Heath over there. That was Mary you heard from earlier. My name is Mike Vegito EX. Julian is with us occasionally. Jake is with us rarely these days, but I cannot wait until we can pull him back on the show to whatever Jake wants to talk about next. I'm like, you got it, man. Anything. Go for it. Anything. I'm ready. I'll just listen to him talk for He's two hours. He's got crazy stories. I'm telling you. I know he does, especially since we last talked to him. So whenever we can do that, we will. Uh, so that's going to wrap up up episode 344 of our podcast here at Kanzenshu. We're going to see what we can do uh, a weekly schedule again. Um, I'm back. I'm ready. I'm on that saddle. This three-eyed cowboy is ready for one last ride. I've got a parachute. I'm okay. With a major league arm I've got. Uh, I'm going to go to the bathroom. I really got to pee. I have to pee. see you guys next So time. bad. That's it. Heath, wrap it up. All right. Thanks for joining us, everybody. We hope you enjoy Battle of Gods as much as we did, and we'll check you next week. Sick, I eat.